Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. Hello again, it is Crew Call here on the Motor Racing Network. So glad you've joined us, taking you into the garage area and talking to the folks to make these cars go around the racetracks. It is a great, great portion of the season. And again, glad you've joined us. Steve Post, pit road reporter for Motor Racing Network, joined as I am each and every week by 25-time race-winning, championship-winning crew chief Todd Gordon. Hello, Todd. How are you? I'm doing great. Come back from a Bristol weekend. Ooh, man. I, you know, I want to start this one off. Kudos to everybody at Bristol Motor yes. Speedway, the track prep team. All the rain that we had on Thursday and Friday rained out all the practices, and that place was right Yeah, for, for the truck heats, the qualifying right. heats, Absolutely. The cup, all the way through to the cup race on Sunday. End of the cup race at Sunday, we had guys up there running the cushion. We had guys wrapping the bottom. Yeah. I mean, it's just. The track was phenomenal all week. You know, and, and I do a lot of it. I love dirt track racing. Yeah. And boy, I'm watching and, and following along on radio with PRN the last few laps of that race, and that cushion is going away. And the thing I love about dirt racing is that there are times when everyone's up at the top, and there are times when all of a sudden it's like, what happened to the top? We were this close, and I've got my fingers about an inch apart. We were this close from that track taking a major turn. And it's the drivers sometimes that make that first move to the bottom of the racetrack or the middle of the racetrack. That's what I love about dirt track racing. And you never can determine when that happens. We kind of had it all. And when we look at the results, the top six finishers were all racers with extensive dirt track background. Seems like this year, more than any other year, that came into play. And everybody's talked about that. The only thing that I would back on it is that the top two cars on the white flag lap last year were both pretty extensive (laughs) dirt guys. The guy that won. Kind of backed into it. Yeah, you're right about that. That's true. That's but, true. You're right. But, but yes, uh, the, we saw a racetrack that raced more like a dirt track. Yeah. And, and I think last year we saw some of that as well, but it's, it's, it's another level this year. This yeah. place was really racy and one that you could go around. And as you talked about, the, the guys with the dirt backgrounds definitely elevated themselves. Yeah. The, one that, the one caveat, most of the race was Ryan Blaney, not right. a dirt guy, but he was up there in the mix. It, yeah. Last lap or last restart yeah. didn't really work his way. But we're going to talk to Jonathan Hassler, crew chief for Ryan Blaney. I actually had someone, okay, I'm going way off the reservation here, but another conversation I had, someone was saying, you know, another good training ground for car control is the Legends cars. Ryan has extensive Legends. You look at Bubba Wallace, won a truck yep. series race. The Legends cars, they are they are the local cars that run here. Joey Logano. Joey Logano, hard tire, more horsepower than you can manage with that hard tire on, in that case, a Charlotte and Atlanta, flat, flat racetrack. And I had someone yesterday just say to me, you, everyone talks about the dirt guys. Let's not forget Legends guys. And that does bring like guys like Joey Logano and Ryan Blaney and, and Bubba Wallace into it as well. So yeah, fascinating yeah. stuff. The, yeah. the training ground, the, the, the experience is good. A couple of guys, best finishes of 2023. Austin Dillon, of course, and uh, Chase Briscoe. Top five finishes, much needed top five finishes for both of those teams. Yes. Yeah. Give them a head start on, on going forward. Austin was up there in the top five most all night. He, he was really strong. 
got a got a dirt late model background, right? Yep. No Both doubt. of the Dylan boys came through dirt late models, and uh, uh, I thought phenomenal run there. Uh, you know, the other one I want to throw kudos out to, and it almost comes from a strategy call, but it carried through Front Row Motorsports. Todd, no Todd Gilliland finished eighth, I think, and yep. Michael McDowell ended up eleventh, and that's actually got shuffled back there in a right. late, late, late yeah. running. But a a good show for those guys. The McDowell seven twenty. Yeah. Two spins, twin spins, and yes. uh, I gassed it up and kept on going. Todd Gilliland, okay, I, I want to follow along. Ryan Burgenty uh, is the crew chief on there, brand new crew chief. He's he'd not crew chiefed in Xfinity. He'd not crew chiefed in trucks. He was the car chief or the uh, car chief or engineer for you, which was over on Michael McDowell's team last mm-hmm. year. So Ryan is a crew chief. He's from up in Connecticut, tenth at Coda, eighth at Bristol. Mm-hmm. Nice pair of top tens in the last three races. Yeah. Uh, Todd Gelliland, that's a, that's a pretty pretty neat little program that's come together well, and it ties in so well. We've talked a lot over the last year and a half about Michael McDowell, and it just seems like those two programs comp- complement each other really now. That's yeah. good to see. Continue to grow. Continue right. to grow. They're doing a great job. There we go. Joey Logano wore them out in the truck series race on Saturday night. Holy cow, man, that was a butt whooping by Logano up there. Uh, cool to see Thor Sport. Of course, you, you know Thor Sports. David Pepper and everyone puts out good vehicles. But Joey Logano took that good vehicle to victory lane. Uh, fun, to, fun to watch that race as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I text him afterwards. Uh, you know, nice job beating up the little kids. <laughs> but but uh, he yeah. put on a, he put on a clinic there. and what, I mean, took the lead early and just maintained it all day yeah. long. It just... Yeah. Uh, it was fun to watch, and and, and Ty Majeski oh, runs second. Is so good. I, I mean, I, if Joey doesn't show up in the show, we talk about how really good Ty was because I actually, uh, you know, William Byron was in that fifty-one truck for KBM, and uh, and I talked to Brian Patty earlier this week. And they they felt like they were a third place truck. I mean, yeah, Ty, you Ty take Ty Joey Ma- out of it. Ty Majeski looked really really we strong. had david pepper on last year and and he was kind of like when he when they started to learn about ty majeski it's like and and i thought this i i thought years ago ty majeski won the snowball derby and i put something on my social media the fact that somebody in the upper three levels of nascar is not paying attention to ty majeski i mean and i know there's so much involved with it i understand yeah. that but man this guy has proven to be something really really special and i love the story because he went to work at, at at thor sport racing not as a driver he yeah. went back there to be like, is it, I don't know if he was an engineer or measuring parts, but yeah. worked in the technical side of it, said, I, I'll, I'll work in a shop. I'd like a shot. And they gave him a shot, shot, turned into this. So he is uh, worked out great. No, no doubt about it. So great stuff across the NASCAR landscape. Good, good times for sure. We mentioned it just a bit ago. Jonathan Hassler is our guest this week on Crew Call. We're going to step away. When we come back, we'll go up to Team Penske and talk to Jonathan. Hey everyone, it's Kyle Busch. At Cheddar's, you get a variety of American classics in a place that feels like home. They have comfort food like hand-breaded chicken tenders, homemade chicken pot pie with nearly a half a pound of roasted chicken under that golden flaky crust, slow-smoked baby back ribs so big they're falling off the plate, all for unbeatable prices. And the best part? A free honey butter croissant for every guest. Now that's how they do it. Cheddar's. Get a lot for not a lot. This NASCAR season, Toyota Racing isn't looking for just anyone to join the team. No, we're looking for bankers, the ones who are open on Sundays. So if you live for the gravity-defying 31-degree banks like this one on Turn 4 at Daytona, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc.
Welcome back. It is Crew Call here on the Motor Racing Network. So glad you joined us. Todd Gordon and Steve Post. And let's go to the Zoom call. Joining us from up at Penske Racing. Team Penske it is. A native of Greencastle, Indiana. Crew Chief. For Ryan Blaney, it is Jonathan Hassler. Hello, Jonathan. How are you? Doing great this morning, guys. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me. Jonathan, have you got all the dirt out of the race car, out of the transporter? Are you guys, uh, you got got all the Bristol dirt out of that car and ready to ready to move forward? Are you? Yeah, we got uh, we got everything cleaned up and uh, you know trying to trying to put Bristol behind us and, and head on to Martinsville. Another good track for Ryan. Yeah, you t- Bristol behind you. Let's 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 touch into that a little bit more. <laughs> it, it seemed like you guys were really good on the longer run. Thought you had really good pace. You know, you were up there fighting in the top five most of the night. Um, Seemed like once things got strung out, you guys really started marching way forward. Were you a little loose to fire off with? Yeah, we definitely kind of lacked some some uh, rear grip uh, to get going. Um, and, and you know, something Ryan and I talked about yesterday was you know we had a lot of those guys uh, or a handful of those guys that that stayed out, and it definitely seemed like you know the 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 older tires, the the hotter tires, honestly fired off really well. Um, so I think that was kind of kind of part of uh, you know what we were seeing. So took us a little bit of time to to get some heat in our stuff and then you know i think once the the cushion honestly started to, to go away there later in the race we were we were in really good position to, to go and, and compete with those guys three years into this what have you learned about dirt racing what is something that maybe has shocked you or something that surprised what have you learned about dirt racing oh man um you know just this that track and, and that scenario for sure you know you um yeah, obviously, um, you know, I did a little bit of dirt racing growing up and, and you certainly have some understanding of, you know, the track's going to change and you're going to have to change your car to, to, you know, keep up with the track. And, and that was certainly something that we saw. And, um, you know, maybe we weren't aggressive enough with uh, a year ago, but we certainly kind of put our notes together and, and swung big. And, and I thought we did a good job keeping up with the track all weekend. How do you, uh, with, with a weekend like what you had and all the rain that we had, I mean, kudos to the track prep team because I felt like, they gave us a great racetrack from the heat races through the truck That's race right. to the to the cup race yeah. with with all the rain they had. But all of your practice got rained out, and uh, first stab at the racetrack is is your heat race. How do you prepare for a weekend like this without having any practice? Yeah, like I said, you know, we um, fortunately we had uh, you know a lot of different scenarios last year with the with the track um, where we were uh, you know able to go out and make laps and, and get some comments between. Uh, you know, two full 50 minute practices uh, where the track, you know, last year took a lot of, a lot of rubber and, and lost a lot of grip. And then, you know, we came in Saturday last year and, and the track was, um, you know, really fresh, really tacky. Uh, so we kind of got that data point. You really just, you know, try to try to look at all those different data points. And, 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 you know, we, we, we took a lot of pictures of the track last year and, and had some idea of, you know, when the track looks like this, this is probably what we're going to have and, and put all those data points together. And, and so you can kind of, um, you know, take a look at what you have and, and make your best decision before you go on track. Jonathan, we get down to the end of that thing. It looked really, really good. Ryan sneaks up there on the inside. We're getting ready for the restart, and it looked really, really good until it looked really, really bad. Unfortunately, Chase Briscoe got down there. As a crew chief sitting on the pit box or wherever you guys sit up there, what's the emotion like in that moment, and, and how do you personally manage that? Yeah, you know, I think, um, uh, you know, I think one of my strengths and maybe one of my weaknesses, too, is, is that I'm able to, to kind of move through those situations pretty quick. I think I, I definitely kind of uh, punched the, the surface in front of me and, and was mad for about, you know, 10 or 15 seconds. And then, you know, that was honestly, that was 
for the most part, that whole situation and everything that happened is, is kind of out of my control, you know, other than, um, you know, talking to Ryan and, and making sure that, you know, um, he has a conversation with, with Chase and, and we try to, you know, sort of uh, get a little bit of respect for sure from, from him and, and do the best to make sure that he doesn't put us in that situation again. But, you know, aside from that, there's really not a whole lot that, that I can do. So try to just, uh, you know, put it behind me. And, and um, you know, I had a lot of pride in, like I said, the speed that we had and the way we executed through the weekend. So we'll just uh, go and, and try to put ourselves in the same position in Martinsville. And you talk about putting it behind you and looking forward. You've got to be really excited as I look at it. The, the next two weeks coming up, Martinsville and Talladega. Martinsville last year, I think third in one race, fourth in the other. Scored stage points in every stage at Martinsville last year. And, and obviously your Speedway program, something to, to look forward to. Talk a little bit about Martinsville coming up. Yeah, you know, like you said, this whole little uh, stretch as part of the schedule is, is certainly a, a huge opportunity for us and our team to, to go out and, and hopefully get a win and get ourselves locked in the, in the championship. Um, and, and Martinsville for sure has been, uh, you know, it was really good to us last year. Um, Ryan's always ran really well there. Um, you know, so, you know, we've taken, uh, continued to kind of iterate on our package and, and we definitely had some weaknesses last fall that, that I feel like we can go and, and address and, and, and be a little bit better this time around. So I'm certainly excited about the, the opportunity ahead of us. Do you think that the aero package change will have an effect, will be noticeable here at, at Martinsville? And, and, and what was your take on Richmond, which is probably as close as we've been? To Martinsville with this package. Yeah, Richmond and Phoenix for sure. Uh, we we definitely had um, you know some some noticeable changes to to things that we needed in our car. Um, you know, I think uh, the racing at Phoenix maybe wasn't wasn't drastically different than maybe what we had last fall. It was a small step, but I think certainly at at Richmond, you know, you you noticed a little bit of a change. Um, thought the cars were able to run a little bit closer together. Um, so we definitely, and there's things that, you know, we, we learned that, you know, our car, um, you know, lost a little bit of this or, or a little bit of that at, at Richmond that we maybe didn't expect that, you know, I think we're able to kind of learn and, and put in our notebook and, and take to Martinsville. One of the things with Martinsville that we saw last year, I'm expecting we're going to see it again. Um, a lot of shifting. Uh, is as you look at your simulation, is that still going to be part of the part of the driver routine? A couple times a lap, and 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 really working through 400 400 laps this year. So it's a little bit shorter race, but mm-hmm. is that something you expect to see with uh, with with the, with the cars this weekend? Yeah, hundred percent. I you know I think um, as long as you're out there and and. Um, you know, trying to make lap time. Um, I think you'll be shifting, you know, uh, every lap, every corner. Um, you know, there may be some instances where, you know, if, if you're maybe in a position to ride that, that maybe you can um, not shift for, for some duration of time. Um, but for the most part, if you're out there trying to go fast, you're going to need to be shifting. Last year at Martinsville, I mean, especially the spring race, the spring race was frigid. Uh, <laughs> being a night race in April, I think it was what 41 degrees oh, or something like that God. it was it was seemed like it was really cold the fall race wasn't much warmer the forecast looking forward is in mid 70 mid to upper 70s um how do you think that the temperature will change the race we see yeah you know i think um we had a new tire last year uh between the the two different races and even though the temperatures were were similar um there's a lot more rubber on the track uh in the in the fall uh we were able to to test that different tire in the middle of summer uh last year uh, and the track took a ton of rubber. Um, so I think, you know, we're going to, we're going to see, uh, a lot of rubber on the track compared to what we've seen in the, in the past. And, um, you know, maybe even, even to the point where you're going to see some, um, 
you know, noticeable, uh, more than just a smear, you might see noticeable chunks uh, of rubber on the track. And I think that's definitely going to, you know, make some different lanes play that, that maybe didn't in the past. How, how does that affect the car? Cars get tight when they get on that rubber and they have to search or what, what happens there? Yeah, typically just, you know, just a, a loss of grip uh, overall. Um, so tend to be a little bit, you know, freer in, uh, freer into the corner, uh, tighter in the center and a little bit freer off. So definitely just takes away overall grip from, from the race car. Man, oh man, that, that all sounds good from the, from the race fan perspective. It sounds like you guys might have some variables there as well. Yeah. And, and the one thing I would say is, is I've, I've been there when it rubbered up with Blaney. You didn't cause you didn't get that last year, but yeah. he's really good at wrapping that curb underneath the rubber. Just saying that it'd be fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we, we you know we talked about the weather a little bit and and the, the possibility of track rubbering up and and he's certainly excited about the the opportunity to to go run in that condition. No doubt about it. So we get done, we roll out at Martinsville. Maybe you come out of there with one of those famous grandfather clocks. That'd certainly be the goal and everything like that. Uh, no matter what happens, Martinsville, you roll into Talladega. Boy, I am telling you what, you, your driver, your team, your prefer, preparation. You guys really seem to have a pretty good arms around this super speedway thing. Yeah, I give Ryan a, a lot of credit, um, you know, for, for that. I, I think, um, you know, he's able to uh, really just kind of survive and, and, um, you know, choose kind of when to put himself in, in those high risk, uh, conditions and, and, you know, does a good job of, of staying out front with, with, without taking a lot of risk and, and it tends to be kind of, um, you know, up there, there towards the end. And, and I feel like we tend to be, you know, try to be pretty aggressive on the strategy and, and make sure that we do everything that we can to, to keep him up front. Um, and then, you know, he, he does a good job handling the rest. And I give, you know, our spotter, Josh Williams, also a lot of credit. Um, you know, Josh and Ryan do a, do a really good job working together at Speedways. Yeah, it, 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 I, I got to work with both of them. They're, they, they do it very well. You look, if you look back, obviously, Daytona, all the Fords had speed. Uh, Atlanta, the Fords had speed again. You guys were another level above where the rest of Fords were. Can you talk a little bit? I mean, I don't want to give you trade secrets out, but overall, like you guys just, your Speedway program seems exceptional, especially in Atlanta, and I would expect that to carry into Talladega. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, obviously, the the you know each of the manufacturers had some changes in the off season. Um, you know, with the the nose and, and louvers on the hood, um, that I think you know ended up kind of shuffling the deck a little bit in terms of kind of um, you know who had uh, you know ultimate kind of uh, low drag um, capability. Uh, and we were definitely, you know, the, the benefit, um, benefited from that. And, um, you know, we've always, uh, at team Penske kind of focused on having a little bit of handling in our speedway cars. And I think that that certainly, um, you know, showed at, at uh, Atlanta where we had, you know, a pretty good combination of, of speed and handling. And, you know, typically Talladega is, is a little bit more of a, you know, straightforward all out, you know, bring your fastest piece to the racetrack, uh, kind of race. So I'm certainly excited about uh, the opportunity we have. You know, Jonathan, you mentioned uh, new noses on the cars, um, and, and we've talked to some folks in the Toyota camp that are that are wishing for they had a little bit more along the way. The manufacturer parity, you know, where where are we at now with that? How how does that balance out? Where in, in just your assessment of where we're at with it? Yeah, I think it's you know, like I said, certainly um, maybe flip flopped. I think you know, a year ago you'd have looked, and, and the Toyotas were you know, hands down the, the fastest, uh, cars and, and kind of single car speed at, at, you know, Daytona and Talladega and those places. And, and the Ford struggled. Um, you know, I think it's 180 right now and Chevrolet is still kind of somewhere in the middle. 
Um, you know, you've seen the, the Toyotas be a little bit uh, stronger at the, the, you know, the mile and mile and a half racetracks where the Fords were strong a year ago. And, and you know, we've struggled. So it, we've definitely taken a little bit of a, a you know, a, a step, um, have to work a little bit harder in, in places where we maybe didn't have to work as hard last year. And um, so we'll, you know, just kind of continue to take it race by race and, and try to, you know, be a step better at, at each and every track, uh, you know, the next time we go. And and to kind of help the listeners that, that you and I understand this really well, drag and downforce tend to be tied together inversely, right? So as as you get to be a little slicker on straight ahead, you you don't tend to have as much pushing the car down the racetrack, right? And that you feel like last year, I I, I, I mean, I from what I heard and what I saw, the Fords last year had a fair amount of drag, but they had a little more downforce than the others, and and that that played in places, but hurt you in others, and that's kind of flip flop as you're talking about. Yep, a hundred percent. Like you said, you, you, it's really hard to, to, you know, make one without without the other. So um, that's kind of the, the hand we were dealt for this year, and, and we'll certainly do the best we can to, to to maximize what we have. We know you will. That's for sure. Final question for you: uh, We usually we we've, the last two years I've had young crew call. We've talked about music. I'm going to go a little different topic. You've got two right. young sons, Wesley and Ethan. All right, what are they into? Any either of them into racing? What what are what are your boys into? Yeah, uh, you know, um, my wife and I certainly, uh, you know, we love skiing in the off season. So we've definitely gotten, you know, both of our boys up on skis. Um, Wesley is, is just kind of starting to get into, uh, you know, uh, team sports. Um, he's two years into baseball, you're into soccer. Um, and we, and we just started the racing thing, you know, this year, we've been kind of doing a little bit of a rental cart league, uh, once a month and, and he's taken to that really well. And, and I've definitely enjoyed doing that with him. Boy, I'll tell you what, always something with the kids, that's for sure. Neat, neat stuff. Jonathan, always great to catch up with you. We appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us here on Crew Call. Thanks for having me, guys. There we go. Jonathan Hassler, Team Penske for Ryan Blaney, joining us on Crew Call. Stay with us more in just a moment. This season, Toyota Racing is looking for jugglers. Uh Not the ones who toss balls or rings. Uh Fans that can juggle the rigors of a 10-month-long season across many different racing circuits. Well, what if I added knives? What if you added GR Cup, Formula Drift, and off-road racing? If you can juggle it all, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. Formula Drift is a registered trademark of Formula Drift's holdings, LLC. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome back. It is Crew Call here on the Motor Racing Network. Todd Gordon and Steve Post. And uh, boy, I'll tell you what, I love catching up with Jonathan Hassler. They have been so close. Uh, They won the All-Star Race last year. But boy, I I think this is a team that keeps putting themselves in a spot. You know, the the win has got to come with as good as they've been. Yeah, I I think so. I think it's a great combination. I think it's a group that that they've they've been close. They've just had situations happen. And um, they continue to work through it. I think it's going to be... When it happens, I think it'll become almost a, a relief, yeah. and, and then things become more normal. So, uh, next two weeks, I think are great places. I feel like uh, I feel like Ryan and I gave away a couple clocks at, at Martinsville. Yeah. So, uh, I, I've talked to Ryan a lot about that. Um, really good there. 
talked about it with with jonathan there but ryan is especially if this place rubbers up yeah ryan is exceptional about wrapping the curb underneath the rubber he's a he's really good at it like people watch it notice it just can't do it but yeah. he's he's good at it uh be fun to watch see what they do this weekend well you mentioned it i actually got a chill when you mentioned last year's weather at martinsville i'm not sure i'm warmed up yet <laughs> fortunately um and, and of course we're recording this on tuesday uh but fortunately uh we're gonna have more heat than we've had in the past that's for sure yeah it looks like last year yeah looks like looks like mid to upper 70s uh chance of rain on sunday little little sprinkles or something but um I, if we can get this even if it's cloudy in mid 70s place will take rubber it, it'll be uh it'll be exciting to watch what happens i think that's a lot of you know a lot of the perception last year about our short track package and, yeah. and was early in the season we went to martinsville and did a night race in april at 40 degrees outside yeah, you it can. never takes rubber at that point yeah. goodyear can't make a tire that'll lay rubber down there uh so it's they changed the compound as hassler talked about there in, yep. in the in the meeting and uh that lays a little more rubber and they did do that as a summer test and it laid a lot of rubber then so if we get rubber down this racetrack the place is going to get pretty wide i think as it gets wider the shifting actually is going to is going to play into some of that well it'll be an exciting race should be should be really really good yeah it was funny last year as it went on what was wrong with martinsville denny hamlin was all about shifting 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 kevin harvick was 41 degrees Yes. And they're both, they're both, they're both accurate. We're going to eliminate the 41 degrees this time. And yeah. that's the good thing. And I think the other part is, is you keep in, in mind that in April, shifting was kind of new to all these guys. Too, you're right. Yeah. They're, they're, they're used to it now. <laughs> I mean, they've got a year, they got a year plus of, of shifting in the bag, but yep. um, it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. 400 laps, a little shorter than we've been up there. In, uh, so they started that last, last year. Last year, I last thought they did. Yeah. race was 400, but. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember going to Martinsville. The first time I went to Martinsville in the spring, AJ Allmendinger, we qualified like 24th. We got about, you know, we're, we're plugging our way forward. We got up to the top 10. I'm like, we're in great position. Holy crap. It's only lap 250. Yeah, yeah, you're <laughs> we got halfway. another half the race to go now. It's just, just, it's such a long and, yeah. and grind of a race. And, uh, 400, I think is a, a good, a good race for this race. Right. I mean, 500 in the playoffs. That's what gotta we go. Need, gotta go. Gotta go do it for 500 in playoffs. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Motor Racing Network are going to be very busy this weekend up there. Friday night, it kicks off with the Long John Silvers 200. How about that for the NASCAR mm-hmm. Craftsman Truck Series at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Saturday, 4.30 in the afternoon, NASCAR Cup Series practice in qualifying. And at 7 p.m., the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Call 811.com before you dig 250. Rolls right off the tongue there. And then Sunday afternoon, afternoon 2 p.m airtime nascar cup series the noco 500 for the cup series can't wait to get up there martinsville i have shared with anybody on any show my favorite track on the tour love going up there and uh really anxious to see what we have this weekend i think we're going to have a good time i've always loved racing there it's going to be exciting to be up in the booth yes so. absolutely that's right yeah. you join us up there so yep. uh yep. gonna keep you busy that's for sure gonna make all three races Hopping for yeah. sure. It's going to be awesome. Yes. Yeah. Trucks get man. The trucks there, Xfinity there. It is fantastic. Motor Racing Network all year long, all week long, weekly shows. NASCAR Live, our Tuesday night tradition. Mike Bagnelli and all of us participated in that one along the way. You got to catch that Tuesday night. NASCAR Live wide open because we can't fit everything into the one hour on Tuesday night. We've got additional stuff wide open. That's a podcast that comes out on Thursdays. NASCAR Coast to Coast. 
covering the roots of NASCAR. That is uh, out on Wednesdays, I believe it is. Uh, Chris Wilner and Kyle Ricky do a great job with that. Wing Nation, we talk sprint car racing. And of course, this NASCAR crew call. Subscribe, like, share. If you like what you see here and here on Crew Call, share that with your folks. Share that with your people. That's how it's done these days with all the cool kids. That's for sure. And get out to the racetrack. My gosh, it is great on the radio and it's great on TV, but it's better in person. Martinsville Speedway would be a great spot for you to go this weekend. And if you go to Martinsville Speedway, tune in to the MRN broadcast. That's right. We, we broadcast locally oh, on get, your scanner. Get your racing electronic scanner. Get that reserved. Tune in. And uh, there is uh, the, the caution period. Uh, Entertainment. And I'm going to use I'm going to put quotes around entertainment. It's um, it's good. Yeah, exactly. It's so good. we have a great time. We really do. So we'd invite you to join us at Martinsville this weekend for sure. So we appreciate Jonathan Hassler joining us here on the program. But more important than all of that, thank you for joining us here this week on MRN's Crew Call.